Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform. And follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the week for the Lunch Bill Guys podcast. Um, not an ounce of news we missed this week. We got it all in the last episode, so we're just going to dive right in. Uh, and that starts with our state of segment. If you've been following along with the podcast, you know we do a state of for an NFL team uh, once per week. And this week, we're going to be talking about the Saints. So, Wyatt, let's start with you. Uh, you've been pretty opinionated about some of the moves they've made this offseason. What do you think is the outlook for the Saints as they start the Derek Carr era? Well, I think the real outlook is they probably win the NFC South. I think getting Derek mm-hmm. Carr makes them uh, a contender for that. They almost won it last year as well. Um, Mike Thomas is going to come back next year. Dennis, excuse me, Dennis Smith, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is an okay coach, um, but they didn't necessarily like purge their roster with anybody. Brian Brzee was their first pick this year. Um they got Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame, who I thought had some potential in a couple weeks ago when we talked about it. I think that they're kind of in a position where they're good, but like nine and eight good, where they go out, they win their division against a really terrible division in Tampa Bay, who didn't really have, didn't really get a franchise quarterback. Carolina, who does have a franchise quarterback now in Bryce Young, but they're rebuilding, and the Falcons, who are seeing if Desmond Ritter is their guy. So I think with Derek Carr being the best guy out of those, you know, starting today, it puts him in a position to win. I just don't know if it's worth it, and that's kind of my biggest gripe with them is what's like what's the end goal here? Are we trying to win the NFC South, or are we trying to like be a long term competitor for the Super Bowl? Because if they were to purge their roster, they would have the number one overall pick. <laughs> this coming season and they would get Caleb Williams and they would reset everything over again. I believe that they're that poorly coached and they're, they, they're not that good at the moment that I think that they could pull that off if they were to get rid of some of these other expiring veterans uh, for some cap space and be able to move up and make a deal like that. Um, so as far as 2023 goes nine and eight, eight and nine, win your division, win it close and <laughs> get blown out in the first round. Everything about them just, like, screams mediocrity to me. Like, all the skill position. I mean, I guess Chris Olave is young and should be good, but everybody else feels kind of past their prime with, like... I don't know, I've heard Michael Thomas might be back this season, but I don't know how much you can rely on him to get injured. I think Derek Carr, even the new signing, kind of fits into that category where I have little to no faith. He's really going to bounce back into anything resembling the one year where the Raiders were, like, elite when he was the quarterback like, i just think it feels like a very much like a um like you said like an eight and nine nine and eight type year where it's just like they're in kind of a holding pattern and it's like they're never going to be bad enough to get that a high draft pick but like they're also i don't know they're just yeah stuck in the sort of weird middle area and their picks even kind of reflect that like their defense was already good last year they were top 10 in points per game and yards per game allowed but they just like kind of like doubled down on the defensive picks as well and so I know that they filled the gap with Carr, but I d- it just feels like a weird sort of like holding pattern thing where it's like we're just going to kind of stay what we're doing, get good at what we're good at, and then add a potentially better quarterback and probably not be much yeah, different but I than see- we were last year. 
I feel no, like their picks were pretty good, though. Oh, sorry, dude. Uh, I thought their picks filled a bunch of holes based on guys who left in free agency. Like, they lost guys on the front line. Um, I forget their names are escaping me, but they lost a bunch of guys to the Falcons and in division rival. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like their picks weren't, like, were in the name of replacing, you know, older veterans who, you know, someone else signed for a ton of money. And I feel like those were necessary. Um, I don't yeah. disagree about them kind of treading water, though. They lost Marcus Davenport to the Vikes and then Anyamato to the Falcons and then a linebacker to the Falcons as well. Caden Ellis. The thing about treading water, though, and I get that you want to, you want to like tank for Caleb Williams and everything, but Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis want to be able to pick and make that or like make that first overall pick and coach that first overall pick, which is not guaranteed if you go 0 and 16. You might, you might not have your job. So a GM, of course, is not going to just be in for a tank job unless they've got some sort of buy in already that like, yeah, you're, we're like the organization is in on this. The owner is not going to get rid of you. That sort of thing. I don't, I just don't, I don't agree with that. One, I think that they're, they're going to be bad anyway. Um, but I think that like one Dennis Allen is like the, here you go guy. Like they're like, okay, I guess, I guess somebody has to be the head coach. Right. So he can, he can do it. Uh, cause Sean Payton obviously retired spontaneously. <clears throat> and I don't think there would have been anything wrong with them saying like, we went all in to win a championship with Drew Brees and Sean Payton and it didn't work. And then they said, okay, let's see what we have with the pe- people who are on our roster with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. And it didn't work. And then now again, they're trying to bank on like, let's get, let's let, we'll sign Derek Carr and he just has to be the best version of Derek Carr. And we're going to bring back Mike Thomas and he has to be the best version of Mike Thomas. And we're going to have Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lettermore and they have to be the best versions of themselves. And, you know, same with the guys that they drafted as well for drafting for need or for to fill some holes or whatever. If they had just said, we went all in, we tried. We're going to ship off Cam Jordan. We're going to ship off Marshawn Lattimore. We're going to restart this roster. Taysom Hill is gone. We tried to Jameis Winston. We're not going to go and try to get Derek Carr. We're not going to trade up that last year to try to add some talent to this team and give a first-round pick the next year. They probably would be the team that had – they would have like Chris Olave from last year and then uh, – uh, no, what's his – Jalen Carter – from this year or, or even better from where, where they might've picked. And then this team would have been like now on the pathway to become the, a, a decent franchise. But instead I think Dennis Allen is and the GM are like putting themselves in a position to get fired rather than saying like, we're going to reboot and rebuild the team in our vision. Yeah. I have like, I don't really have a problem with them signing Derek Carr or trying to field the competitive roster right now, because I feel like they do have a, competitive roster not a great roster but a competitive one i just wish that they'd at least start investing in the pipeline a bit more to have a future qb or whatnot i mean they drafted the fresno state qb but like if they had gone after a hendon hooker or someone like that you know like at least give some indication that they're thinking about what's next because they do have an aging roster and it does just, I don't know, there's no indication yet that they're, that they're thinking about that. And so it all just feels like it's not going anywhere. And they were blessed with a first-round pick with a Sean Payton trade. They would have mm-hmm. had two first-round yep. picks this year, and they would have had a, a pick from the pick from last year. But instead, they decided that like they, they wanted to try to w- just win mm-hmm. the division, and they didn't even win it. 
Like so, it's I don't know. It just it just yeah. looks bad. Like coupled over the like the last two to three ish years or so of what this team has looked like post Drew Brees, it's it's just, it's been a, an abject disaster for what they've tried to do. I mean, they they mm-hmm. I don't I I just really don't understand what they think they can accomplish with what they have. Is Dennis Allen out this year if they don't do well? Yeah, oh I mean gosh. he should be out anyway, but I mean he'll be out after after one season. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean he's been a, he's been a pretty bad head coach in his tenure. Just not uh, he was the Raiders head coach as well for a little bit. Um, and it's just yeah, I, like again, it's just they they don't they don't have anything to go forward, and he's the here you go guy. Like somebody yeah. had to be a head coach, and I guess it's him because he's mm-hmm. he was like the assistant head coach or. The, the next guy up on the totem pole, but they, they, I mean, they didn't want to go out there and act like they were resetting their entire franchise. You know, they, they weren't going to try to court Lincoln Riley or see if they can get another offensive coach from a different area. I kind of get some like what their mindset is that we are the new Orleans saints and we have a lot of history of winning and we're just going to go within. But now at this point it's like, I mean, where else are they going to go? Because within is on fire. Yeah, I don't really mean to go in on Dennis Allen super hard because I don't know him that well, but I just always have to remind myself that he's not the <laughs> yeah. interim head coach. Like, for some reason, <laughs> in my mind, he's the interim head coach. So it just it feels like he's fated to leave or to be fired. By the way, Aiden, I actually like Jake Hayner a lot, the quarterback that they drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a yeah. gamer. Friggin', uh, I, he, was, he played on, like, Pac-12 after dark games all the time, like against UCLA and stuff. <laughs> He was playing hurt. Know. He was like yeah, almost you know. dying on the field, like how much he was getting hit, but he still balled out. Jared, what do we what do we remember about uh, Pac-12 defenses and how good they make quarterbacks look? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that study is inconclusive. We don't have enough data yet, but so we don't know anything. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, God. I was about to say that I was comfy in my bed when all that was happening, but then I remembered that I live on the West Coast, so I I technically can watch. You might have been. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap our up episode up with one last segment. That's about pet peeves that we have about things that fans do in sports. Just any random thing. <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of the ones that our listeners will think of, but here are ours, yeah. Lucas. Why don't you kick us off? I just hate like complaining about the refs. I think it's such just like bad energy and just like the most like immature like we're not losing and it's not even we're not losing because you're not on the team but it's like my team (laughs) is like it's one thing it's one thing if you're playing the game and i still don't love it but it's another thing if you're like sitting there being like you know what this team i like isn't losing because somebody a thousand miles away is making bad calls i just think it's it's bad energy um for a lot of reasons like one if you're good enough, you're going to win anyway. I would say the number of games where refereeing is the deciding factor is like 0.001%. Like, there are so few actual games where <laughs> referees make the difference in a call. And I think this is super manifest in football. Like, people complaining about, like, there was holding on that play. They missed holding. How did they miss it? Like, there's holding on every single play in football. Like, they're going to miss it, like, 
they don't call it unless it's particularly egregious. You can nitpick and look at it. Yeah, I think it's worse with football because, pe- like, you can look and find a football, pl- like, a penalty on every single football play if you wanted mm-hmm. to. But, like, it's never called. And I'm okay with that. Sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. Like, it, it, even thinking back to the Super Bowl. I was just about like, to mention that. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I was mad about it for five minutes, and then, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm an adult who's a fan of a team, and then I got over it. You're mad about it for, like, three days at least. I was not mad about it for three days. Are you serious? Yes, you were. On the podcast, we had a heated argument. We definitely had a heated argument in the group chat, and I think even on the podcast we did, too. Well, yeah, I think I I I threw logs into that fire. That's for sure. Uh, (laughs) I don't think I I helped you get over it. pretty level-headed when we were recording by I mean, I was was more upset than anything than than it happened. Not, like, blaming the refs, you know, if that makes sense. Like, the refs aren't the reason the Eagles ever lost. Like, that's the energy I hate. Like, it's one thing to be upset about it. It's one thing to be, like... Like, uh, like I can't believe they called it here and not there. Versus, like, the refs are the reason we're losing the game. How did you not call the call? Like, I just think that energy is like so bad and so like immature. And like, you lo- you lost. Not even you. Again, you didn't even lose. Your team <laughs> lost, and you're blaming some sort of like, like outside factors. Like if. <laughs> If X, Y, and Z is going to win the Super Bowl or a random college football game in November or whatever, like, the the odds that the impact happens, like, that the consequential factor is a refereeing call, I'd say, are slim to none. So, I just think it's bad energy. It's wanting an escape. Like, it's wanting to blame somebody instead of yourself. Like, I think it's, like, it rarely happens. So... I hate it. It's my least favorite thing that sports fans do. I do think you back up your word on this. I think the Super Bowl, if I do, if I remember it correctly, I feel like I was madder about it than you were. Um, yeah, listen back so, to the episode. Yeah. I was All fine right, like yeah. within an hour of it. Like I'm like, yeah. oh, that sucks. One of the first things you said in the group chat was was that the Eagles had blown it. Yes, right. Like you immediately conceded yes. that it wasn't the yeah. refs. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think I, you were pretty I, level-headed. See, I about immediately it. qualified yeah. that. I'm yeah. like, they lost the game anyway. We'll back you up. But yeah. it sucks when like calls. I, like it frustrates I, me more when like almost because that like become like the call becomes the narrative mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Like that's almost the more frustrating part mm-hmm. of it is when like. Um, like my frustration was always like i can't believe that like this is what we're gonna have to talk about like they can't have just like lost the game straight up like there's gonna be like a controversial call and then i know i'm gonna hear from eagles fans forever yeah. too like among themselves like it with the refs lost us the game and it's because i hate that energy too like i think that that like that's almost the greater frustration with it so i just don't it's my least favorite thing i go on twitter all the time during sport events I think this happens a lot with Notre Dame fans, weirdly specifically. Oh my gosh, they're terrible are, about it, yeah. They're always like, that was holding, that was pass interference. And, I'm, and like 90% of the time it's not, and 10% of the time it's like the smallest thing where it's like, that happens on every single football play. So, I don't know. And this is what it is. The point I will dispute, though, is that it's like slim to none chance of refereeing deciding a game. Because I feel like it does. Like, whether we like it or not. When we're talking about a close game and there is that element of chance in it, I feel like that does decide whether wrong or right. It does decide a lot of games. Like, a lot of close games. I feel like it does. I don't think that's true. I think it's just there's a call in the moment that looks like it decides the game, but as you look at, like, the average of the whole game, like, you're not going to look at a call. Like, yeah, but even if we talk ever... about, like, calls back when. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm not just yeah. talking about calls at the end of the game. I'm talking about calls throughout the game. I feel like when you're talking about a, a basketball game that ends within five points, like, 
it's very possible that a like referees can swing that right like I don't know. I don't know. I think on average, it probably evens out to be about aren't ref based. What? Yeah. We can not have this. Okay, we spent a lot more time on that than I was expecting. Uh, Next up, (laughs) I agree with you, Lucas. Next up, Jared, what do you got? You know, I can rattle off like five Notre Dame wins that or losses that were stolen from us by. No, I'm just joking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is a pet peeve of Notre Dame fans, though. I'm sure a lot of other stadiums do this, but I wanted to think of a real. This was the first one that came to my mind, and I wanted to think of a real life one. Is home fans getting loud on third or fourth down when your offense is on the field, which is not supposed to be happening? Like, (laughs) it it just shows it like a lack of understanding from our fan base of what's actually going on in the football game that we're trying to be loud when our offense is on the field, when they need to be able to hear their cadence and everything. And then on defense, we're like hardly loud on fourth down. We try, but we're not, we're not allowed fan base. Unfortunately, we're just not allowed stadium. Um, That's really all it is, is I just feel like there's a very, there's a lack of understanding of yep. when you're supposed to be loud and when you're supposed to be quiet and you're supposed to be quiet on fourth. I know it's exciting when your offense is going for it on fourth down, but you're not supposed to get up and start cheering at that point. That's my pet peeve. I have a lot of other honorable mention, like Twitter stuff, but especially since I get the Giants Twitter all the time now, Wyatt. But yeah, (laughs) I'll save that for later. Oh, that's a good one. And what's yours? This is a stupid take, so I apologize. Um, But fans with multiple favorite teams in the same sport. um, I'm coming for Lucas's life here. Uh, But anyway. (laughs) Actually, also raised in split baseball family household. Oh. <laughs> no, I know. I have no respect for that. Okay. <laughs> Actually, though, there's like zero rationale here, but for some reason, I just can't abide by it. I just can't. The way that's supposed to, to work is that you pick a team, you know, when you're six, and then likely based on colors or who's good at that point in time, and then you're stuck with them. Like that's how it works. You know, there's there's no going back. Six year old you made the decision. Mm-hmm. There's no retreating. Um, you know, you can't put more than one name in the hat. You have to have an actual favorite because otherwise when they play each other, what are you going to do? Sing Kumbaya and whatnot. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is like 100% a boomer take. I feel like I can see a crotchety old man giving this take and I, I, I'm i disappointed in myself for it. Um, but I feel this way and I have to speak my truth on this. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, But yeah, bonus points if you pick rival teams like in elementary school when people would read up like Mets Yankees day and people would come with like both articles of clothing and be like, what the, like, you can't do that. They hate <laughs> each other. Anyway. Yeah. Lucas, what you, one of your teams can't be the Yankees too. You can't have two teams and be a Yankees fan at the same time. That's <laughs> <laughs> that New arbitrary rule. <laughs> yeah. no, it is. It's the Yankees, the no, Yankees are like everything that Lucas is against too, which I think is funny, but it's all right. I cannot help that my family is from New York City, Jared. There's only so Philly. much I can You can control. be your own person. Make your own choices. Uh. <laughs> I would say I'm more of a primary Phillies fan at this point, but I do I respect and love the Yankees because oh my, gosh. my family's team too. So <laughs> they, they bought you, I know Lucas. the slippery slope. Jared, you're a Dallas Cowboys fan by choice. You have no connection to the city of Dallas. At least I have a connection <laughs> am, to the I Yankees. I am the number one Dallas That's 100% worse in the podcast game right now so well okay i guess to 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 back eden's point jared is only a dallas cowboy fan because i like the new york giants he he has yeah. done it completely to spite me and to root that's against not, that's me not the only reason no yeah. I, I mean it's like 95 percent. i mean it's like 
Okay. It, it, it's there's a point where even if it's a family thing, where like oh people in the family like this, you gotta pick a side, mom or dad, right? You gotta you gotta be on one side of that household or the other. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I think both mom and dad were on my side, but the way on the Cowboys, I don't think yeah, they well, were the I mean, Giants. I don't know. I mean, dad's like a Dolphins fan. Yeah, he definitely's not rooting for the Giants. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So it is possible to have a parent who cheers for a team and then not adopt that at Lucas. Wyatt became <laughs> a Giants fan, by the way, as a it was kind of a joke because when they won the second Super Bowl, we were watching the yeah. parade and they were like, thanks to all the loyal fans out there. And Wyatt was like, that's me, even though he's not a fan. <laughs> but now he is a loyal fan. I think I've been a fan ever since that moment. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, mean, I, will, I will like him because that's kind of when I started watching football. Yeah. Was that the first Super Bowl or the second? The second no, one? that was like 2011. Yeah. Yeah. I want oh, to say so you was... haven't gotten a okay. Ever since you became a fan. No, I mean I, I liked Victor <laughs> Cruz a lot, so, but I mean that was yeah. it. Victor Cruz was cool. Yeah. R.I.P. He's not dead, but R.I.P. to Victor. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm up next. This is kind of similar to, to yours, Lucas, in that it's like about about fan discourse about things. Mm-hmm. It really bothers me when fans are talking about stuff that has happened and they are they feel like they have to say something in an extreme. Like something is either on one end of the spectrum or the other and they don't allow for any room for nuance or like, okay, maybe something's just average. I, I, I want to distinguish this from hot takes too because like it's similar, but I feel like hot takes are specifically like you're saying something hot because you want to generate, you know, sound bites or get clicks or stuff like that. I'm just talking about like fans talking in, in like forums mm-hmm. or in, in Twitter threads or stuff like that. I think being a Minnesota sports fan has maybe skewed this for me because, like, people do this all the time. You know, like, Kirk is terrible. They're never going to win with him. They got to trade him. Or, like, after half a season, the Rudy Gobert trade was the worst trade of all time. And it's, like, definitively saying stuff like that. Like, even more recently, like, the Anthony Richardson pick was terrible. He's absolutely going to be a bust. What were they thinking? Like, Like, you just don't know. Like, I hate when fans do that. It's like, he might be good. He might be bad. Maybe give it some more time. Like, maybe the Timberwolves will be good with Rudy Gobert in a season when he's not injured for half the season. So maybe chill out and, you know, allow for some nuance. I just don't like when people are like, it's hard for people to say that something is unknown or average and they feel like it has to be extremely good or extremely it's bad. It's because, like, hot, hot takes are, like, well-curated thoughts, I feel like. And I think, and they're probably just, like, against popular opinion. The extremes is just, like, a completely just, like, hater take. Like there's like nothing you could do. You're talking to like the mm. most unreasonable person. Um, yeah, <laughs> we were against like uh, everything the Eagles did. People were like, "Well, they're just the Rams." So in two years, like they'll be they'll be terrible again. It's like you know, I mean, that's not true. That's just objectively not true. You just want that to be the thing. Like you're just a hater to the max, you know. And you could yeah. say like because of this reason, I don't know if the Eagles are gonna win the Super Bowl. But to just be like, well, I, their picks are bad and they're gonna be bad in a couple years anyway, is just like objectively stupid as i was thinking about this i did think i realized how like most of these examples seem to be bad ones you don't have people saying good things about people on the extreme super often for uh, the gi- giants fans giants fans do they think oh daniel jones is freaking like, I mean, like Mahomes, dude. it's just because they paid him they're like we've locked up our future quarterback i do not think so but i mean like they're so hopeful i don't mm. get it oh it's cute yeah you I mean, look, he has to throw 30 touchdowns this year. Double the amount of touchdowns for him to be nearly as good as anybody. Like any any of the guys that we consider to be top five. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we got him. 
We got him, boys. <laughs> the league's in trouble. Unreal. Uh, Jared, what were your honorable mentions that he had? Wyatt's so. still got to go. Wait. Oh, wait. I'm no, sorry. Wyatt, let's end the show. Aiden, why don't you just yeah. run the conclusion? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sorry. And we're out of time. Okay. Uh, no, mine is the fan who comments underneath, and it's mainly like Bleacher Report. <clears throat> the guy who is, I'm a fan of the Bears, but even I can admit that this is whatever. <laughs> Like, the, like no joke. I saw this. It was like a, it was like a Washington, a guy who played in the Washington Commanders forty years ago who died, and someone was like, as a Cowboys fan, like even I can admit this is tragic. It's like, well, duh. Like, I mean, like who are these people? Like, why do they have to feel like they need to validate these opinions that, like, you know, even as. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Even as like a, like as a Saints fan, like this is this is awful. It's like or like even as a Saints fan, I can admit Micah Parsons is a really good football player. It's like you don't have to you don't have to throw the qualifier in there. You don't have to make me believe that you overcame some just a, a major emotional bias to like finally admit that something's true. It does not go on the Wikipedia page because you decide that like, I you know what I can look through I can look past my my Seahawks glasses and see that, you know, maybe, maybe Patrick Mahomes is a good football player or like, maybe like even, even if I'm an Eagles fan, like that was an impressive throw. Just shut up. Just say, just say the thing and be like, that was cool and move on. But I've seen it like multiple times underneath tragedies. Like it's like, so-and-so got hit by a car and they're like, you know what? Got to admit it. That's that's awful. And it's, yeah. It's just like they're like the dumbest, most qualified, stupid sports takes I've ever heard, and I hate seeing it. And it's because it's just like it's all Bleacher Report too. I don't I don't understand what it is about the people who comment on Bleacher Report things. It's just oh my god, it's nonstop, and it's it drives me insane every time I read one of them. I literally read one today. I like, yeah. I'd be right like as I was like scrolling through Instagram before the show, I read one today, and I was like, ah, I just can't get away from it. I like the idea. It's terrible of commenting on non-sports tragedies with like as a Bears fan. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, I just I just ah man. I think honorable mention. This is just like a fanism, not necessarily a pet peeve. But Bart, when you were doing your thing, it kind of reminded me of is like fans thinking that like the struggles or successes of their sports team are like exceptional or like unique to them like oh maybe i'm skewed because i'm a vikings fan or maybe i'm skewed because i'm a seahawks fan or whatever when there's like multiple other franchises going through the same exact thing i that's like not a pet peeve that's just like a fan was that a shot at bart like. he literally just did absolutely he did that right before i it just made me what he said made me think of it another another Jared, I guarantee you, if you scraped all forums for sports teams, the Vikes ones would be the worst. <laughs> Quantify okay. it. Um, another one too is another like in-person one is I hate fans booing their own team. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. I know Aiden disagrees on this. I'm I'm I was I was in favor of the players giving the thumbs down to Mets fans because I was not a fan of uh, I was not a fan of their fans booing their players. Um, also, per, I also don't like this. is similar to Lucas's. Like people put it trying to like, oh, there's an asterisk next to that title or whatever or that record. I hate that too. That drives me crazy. Jared, you are Mr. Mickey Mouse Championship. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious though. All the time. I'm not actually being truthful. I'm not. 
But yeah, that <laughs> Lakers 2020 championship, that's the freaking Mickey Mouse championship. Uh, We're on a crash course for Lakers heat this year. Both teams in the plant. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I disagree about the booing one as well. It's because you you're an East Coast. Coast. You're an East Coast. That's why. Yeah, but it's like, it's being like, you should like, yeah, you should be able to be like, you're playing bad if you're playing bad. What did you think? I don't know. I, don't, I just don't feel that bad for them. They're making 20 million a year. And... What do you think of the, hold <laughs> they on. They can be like, you know what, you're what do you think now. of the, what do you think of the fire and Gorder chance our sophomore year? The fire Brian, Brian Van Gorder chance. Did you partake? Good question. I think I did. Oh no! I genuinely I, don't remember. Yeah. But what do you, what do you think of the now? What do you think of that? Do you think that's too far? Uh, like yeah, I, I feel like I'm gradually coming onto your side for this, Jared. But give me some more time. I just okay. <laughs> let me let me have a few more years of booing people. <laughs> I'll be no, tired I out. Think booing is okay. Like right, it's like I think booing the other team is totally fine. Not booing your own team. That's that's yeah. you gotta ride or What's die. You gotta ride or die team. with them. But what what's the purpose of our, any relationship if it's only ever good and not bad? Apply that to anything else in life. What if a parent is like a kid does something horrible and the parents like you don't boo them instead of booing them they're like no. You give them constructive <laughs> criticism. You don't boo them. That's the same thing. No, I can't give constructive criticism. That is how I give Bryce Harper. <laughs> I can't give constructive criticism to Bryce Harper, but I can let him know that I'm disapproving. It's the same as a parent going, you know what, kiddo, you shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't both your parents like, just yeah, booing that's you? The Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. This is an instant. You need to put this as an Instagram poll, Lucas. We need to see this. Honestly, sure. Stats. I'm doing it right yes. now. I'm sure this is great content for everybody listening. We'll let you know the results next week. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Please, you know, tune into Lucas's Instagram poll. Um, as per usual, follow us on all our social medias: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at LunchPalGuys underscore. And please, this week, do all of our pet peeves on those social medias please yelled us about how bad refs are and i don't know have some extreme takes um comment about tragedies that we post about um and anyway yeah we'll see you next week